Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. A month's friend podcast. Oh, what a tangled web we weave. Hello, hello, hello. You know, I came into this with no expectations. With no goal or plan or anything. I just came in here to do this to have fun. To communicate, to talk with friends, to reconnect, to try and understand why we are the way we are. I learned a lot about myself along the way. But like all good things, this too must come to an end. Uh, Podcasting costs money. You need to heavily invest into it to get the return you're looking for. I unfortunately am not in a position to advertise effectively and creatively to reach the audience that I think really does, you know, relate to this and want to hear this, this kind of content. So I'm going to pause amongst friends for now. I will keep every episode up and alive in their current state. Uh, I'm going to take, a you know, about a couple months off, focus on a couple things again, uh, keep working on my therapy uh, program, and I, I want to, you know, take my money that I make from uh, my my daytime job, and I want to put it into into an account where I can I can use it more beneficially for podcasting. Uh, as you guys know, my 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 dear friend Chris and I have been. Uh, I've been talking a lot in the last couple episodes, and uh, I, I think there's different directions that I want to go in personally. And I, as, as I, I love this format, but I also want to experiment a little bit more, and I'm just going to different different territories and directions. So this has been a blast for me. I have learned a lot. I got to make a couple new friends along the way, and yeah, I. I I cannot wait to come back. I cannot wait to dive into new topics, new discoveries. And it's, you know, I I said I wasn't going to cry, but (laughs) no, I'm kidding. I'm not going to cry. Trying to talk quickly before my AC kicks back on because uh, it's a little little warm today. Uh, So, yeah, uh, I I think we have actually a really cool, genuine talk coming up after this little little spit uh chris and i go into uh trauma related memory and just take the conversation from memory and you know we we, we reminisce and we go over you know that kind of related stuff so please like always shoot me an email 
at afthepodcast at gmail.com. I will keep that email open uh, just for the little bit of correspondence. And uh, if, if you if you do want to reach out, I'm always here. I'm always uh, willing to gabble, to listen, to not give advice because I'm not an advice giver. But I can point you in the right direction on where to possibly seek advice. Uh you know, from maybe clinical professionals, not not me. You don't want my advice, um, except maybe my advice on where to get advice. That's good advice. Take that advice. So without further ado, this is Memory, You Fickle Little Bitch. Um, yeah, yeah, well, exactly. Um, so I'm, so as I'm reading this book, uh, one of the chapters is about, what's it called? Uh, uncovering the secrets of problem and traumatic memory. Um, cause mm-hmm. human memory is like such a clusterfuck of like personal subjective experiences that yes. even when you get like four brothers, like me and my brothers in the same room together and we're all telling the same story about an event that happened you have four separate accounts of what happened so Mm -hmm. it's like so who has the reliable memory in this case and the answer is none of us do we all have our subjective memory and they they, they would they were getting into the book about how in during trauma um we can especially in our younger years we can we can push the memory down and phase Mm -hmm. it out i know we've had this conversation before um and for me personally, I do have some like, like flashes of memory that yeah. I, I don't necessarily have a time or a date or a place to, but I have people and I have actions and I have feelings mm-hmm. that happened around that time. And I know a couple of them are linked to like what we also talked about, like, you know, when you're a kid, you do kid things. And, but like, I don't know how it started or what else I'm repressing from those events. Mm -hmm. And like, even thinking about it right now, it's like, wait, it's like, I get panicky thinking like, what am I not remembering? And it's memories in an incredible fucking, an incredible tool and fickle little, little bitch. You know, it's, yes, it's like, it's scary to a, to a, to a, a certain degree. Mm-hmm. And what I, I can totally relate. Um, I want to say every day, but not every day. Like, <laughs> I have memories come back that I didn't even realize that like, even the, that they happened or anything like that. Like I kind of, my whole life up until I realized like that maybe it wasn't, my childhood wasn't as great as I thought. Like I was in this narcissism bubble of like, yeah, my family's the greatest. We're the greatest. Cause guess what? They told me we're the greatest. And you know what I mean? And oh, do your rules. <laughs> basically. Yeah. And it was like kind of a shield, like, you know, um, even though it's, uh, out into the, the universe, um, 
Uh, man, I just dropped what I was going to say. No, it's... I so- apologize. You said... so. We were talking the other day, and you said something, and... Now I just don't remember. Well, like for me, for, 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 for me, my memory of my family, everything was normal. This was normal. This is everyone, mm-hmm. everyone had, for my point of view, this is the universe. Everyone has to experience the same shit. It can't just be unique to my family. And lo and behold, we all have different crazy fucking families with crazy different experiences. So. And a lot of, uh, you know what I mean? Like a lot of families will suppress the bad parts of the family by, you know, telling you it's not going to be better anywhere else. Or, exactly. By, by normalizing know? it, by, by making it seem like it's just, this is just the way it is. And I honestly can't sit here and, and go through the Rolodex of mental pictures mm-hmm. going, was that normal? Was this okay? Is that normal? Like just reading this chapter uh, two seconds ago, it's like I got that those those flashes that those those panic images and I'm like oh shit like I wonder what else is locked away up in here somewhere that because I honestly thought like you know reuniting with with Isabella and reconnecting with like old mm-hmm. old friends and stuff and and going through my apology tour would just open up the door of like the kingdom of heaven and the the lights would shine down. I'd have people playing ukuleles around me all the time and I would just be happy. That's it, you know, Mm -hmm. and and not, not like the the bullshit, like, you know, whistling Dixie happy all the time, but content and comfortable and okay. And it's like, it's been months now and there's still a part of Sean that wants to run away. And I don't know what I'm running away from now. I feel like, and like, Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I'm telling myself that, or if there's a genuine, like, something else I'm trying to numb and hide. Because I used to associate it for so many years with, with this, with that. And now mm-hmm. that I've come to, to, to climb those mountains and rebuild those, those towers and bridges, it's like, what is it now? Like, what the fuck is it now? So I want to open up today's um, session with a mm-hmm. uh, with a reading from um quick question yeah. i'm sorry to um you're recording this because i just had a thing pop up on my my uh computer saying your disc is almost full save space by optimizing storage and it like i just on my end yeah. okay cool because i just deleted the um the last podcast that i saved for not the you know not, how dare uh, you no yes yes so all right yeah, um, i'm i'm recording it right now but it might fuck you know be a shithead well how much space do you have because it, it will it will kick you off and cancel you after you hit that maximum or around like five gigabytes to your max is usually when it it fucks me up i don't know i just deleted a huge file like it should have like an hour of space on here at least. Uh, either way, I can. I'll have the. I'll have the backup from um. Zoom, Mr. Zoom. Yeah, and then I'll figure it out more. You can edit this all out. We talking about this is fucking gold, man. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> People want to hear this. All right. <clears throat> oh my God, oh. Chris's computer space. 
It's, 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 it's being eaten up. Oh, my God. Well, let's find out to the next episode. Wait, does he have any space left? Oh, no. Hey, who knows, man? Maybe this is like, this is it. This is like sex in the city in like 20 years. We don't know. I would like know. to have sex in this city like in 20 years. Like at least. A- any sex in any city, actually. I'll, you know. Like inside, I don't want to like have that weird like homeless sex on a park bench. What do you like, mean? I would, but like it's not like ideal, dude. Like, a that's... bush in the middle of like a of a park in the middle of town, that's sexy. Like yeah, you know but, you're there, but no one else knows you're there. I feel like I'm kind of saying the the bush. So like come Earth Day, I plant at least two. That is that's very brave of your. It's right. The... It's, that's awesome. Good for you. Good for you. Plant your bushes. This is Marcus Aurelius Meditations. Um, this is what? What am I reading? Uh, what book is this? Uh, book two, verse 31. <clears throat> Sober up. Recall yourself. Shake off sleep once more. Realize we're mere dreams that troubled you. And now, that you are awake again, look on these as you would have looked on a dream. I got nothing. I don't know what that means. Um, I'm hoping it's whatever troubles you, pretend it's a dream and reflect. I disassociated. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, let me get my drink real quick. And we'll, uh, Wait, quick question because you're the, the Zoom guy. I accidentally like made it small. I don't know how to make like cover my whole um, screen computer with. Yeah, I just go to. Oh, so did you hit the little hit the little green the green button on the on the top bar right right here? They made it so there's no bar. This is like so. Uh Oh, that's a creature. Cut that! Cut that! Cut that! Cut that! (laughs) No, that's my dog. He's he's amazing. Um, Um. it's okay. Go get your thing. I'll I'll figure it out. It should be relatively easy. If you go to the view on top or windows. No, it like you minimized it. Yeah, you're like this big. No, it's different. It's like um you can share your screen with me. I don't know how to do that. I'm um Did you just go away? Oh, I'm sharing my screen. Can you go up here? I it disappeared. How? Wait a second. How about right here? You see here? Any of these three things? No, like you disappeared. But you're you you can see my screen, right? I can't see anything. No, what I can. How did you, you do? Oh, there you go. You just popped right back. <laughs> but did you see a screen? <laughs> no. You don't. What do you see now? You just disappeared again. What do you see right now? I see my email. I don't know. All right, here I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) Click, click buttons. Figure it out. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Yeah.
Whatever. Close enough. Slapped on my okay. shoulder, kind of wrong. What you good? Yeah, I kind of figured it out. Yeah, we're good. We're Gooch, Gucci. I Gucci man, Gucci wrong, man. So I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna be shifting a lot. There is no earthquake over here. I promise. Unless there was an earthquake. You just killed your mic. Oh my god. <laughs> See, it was earthquake. We get it. We get a lot of those up here in uh the upstate the old ups the old upstate new york so they we call had a it few in jersey Hill. were you in jersey when that happened i didn't feel it but were you earthquake yeah the, the earth the earthquake of the century where where one person stubbed their toe yeah it was a tragedy man no i was uh i so i was working at the shemung diner mm-hmm. in shemung where it's probably indian mills to be honest like they're probably stupid like that um and I remember I was a line cook and this was like during my, my years of heavy drug addiction, <laughs> so, <laughs> borderline useless human being. And so you're basically making the best scrambled eggs in town. Dude, they were, I, 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 I made some good toast. I was the toast guy. All right. I, I toasted. <laughs> you were toasting bread. something. No, <laughs> <laughs> I toasted bagels. I call them everything. All right. Anyway. Um, yeah. I, I remember uh, the earthquake happening uh i was taking food out to the 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 wherever you put the food for the service to come pick it up and i saw that the lights were swaying back and forth and like i'm thinking like oh a giant truck drove by but then everyone just was quiet looking around yeah. like is this it is this the big one and i was i was probably too high to make a quick snarky comeback so we all stepped outside and it was like you know little 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 yeah for like a second, mm, yeah, cool. I didn't. I didn't feel it. I was a. Uh, I was working at the Princeton Seminary in the basement. They were doing like construction, and I didn't feel it. Like, I mean, I was. I was in the basement, but the basement was like dug out. It was. It was dirt. So was there like a radius to the effect, the area affected? Because I, I have no idea. I never really looked looked up, looked into it, looked it up. Like. I, how do how do earthquakes even fucking work? Well, um, I think it's something to do with fault lines and things moving. You know, fault lines in Jersey, and, though. So how's that work? And magma. There is one somewhere in something. Because this but, is the yeah. North American plate. The closest I, one to us is like Yellowstone. It's probably something from hydrofracking. We're like and Pennsylvanians. Just like, like oh, we're gonna we're gonna get the shale rock. <laughs> we're going to throw some water down there, expand the gases out through our pipes so we can use it to burn. Cool, guys. Cool. You do that. I'm sure there will be no repercussions 50 years down the line. We're, well, we're already having repercussions. 
Chris, no, we're not. This is being paid by uh, Gas X New York. So there are <laughs> there are sponsors today. Uh, fracking, fracking for for you for cheap. Man, if I want to be part of their marketing team, be like, you want gas? Frack you. <laughs> go frack yourself. You don't want fracking? Frack. You can go frack yourself. <laughs> Hashtag frack life. Uh, <laughs> shit. Uh, you know. Never mind. I was just fracking your mother the other day. She fracking cares about you a lot, boy. I don't know why we're self. I don't know why I always we always go southern. I go southern all the time. It's, because I it's apologize. not as fun. Like they can make fun of us, but they're gonna be like, "Can I see your tax receipts?" <laughs> you can't park there, sir. <laughs> it's twenty Water. minute parking. <laughs> Water. <laughs> Is this a safe place? <laughs> they like making fun of safe places. He's allowed to camp his tent there, okay? He's a human. Actually, I do I just, believe that, so I don't know. I watch a lot of TikTok videos about people camping at Walmart parking lots in their van. That's cool, though. I, I do it in my car whenever I'm driving and it's late at night. You know what? I, I, I got those little wind blinds for my car. Parking in Walmart put up my little wind blind things you know i'm good to go you know i have a bottle i pee in yeah i always have that bottle in my car uh just in case i have to sleep at a walmart parking lot you know mm-hmm. and, a, and a bag of peanuts gotta have you're picking the wrong you're picking the wrong walmarts man you gotta go to the the 24 hour one you just act like a regular customer well, nothing to see sleep. here i want to sleep i don't want to aimlessly walk around the walmart till morning hours mm-hmm. you know i know this is Who a little bit shops off- at a walmart 20 20- i'm sorry yeah no it's it's all good i know it's a little off topic but i feel like those people that go to the thrift stores to go upsell items that people want are drug dealers but like for for capitalism like where people Wait. i gotta buy this stuff like Oh, I'm gonna get you. Never mind. I'm gonna shut up. What items are you upselling at a thrift store? That's what people are like. I watch a lot of TikTok now. That's where I get my news. Okay, like, but people are like, "Oh, hey. I'm gonna buy this five dollar item. It's selling for thirty five on eBay." And I'm like, "Oh, like some okay. grandma addicted to buying knickknacks." I thought like, you. I I thought what you meant was they were going into the thrift store and they saw it for five dollars. They're like, "I'm gonna pay thirty for that." I'm gonna no. Up, I'm gonna up pay. Up, they're they're upselling me on that chair. No, I'm saying the people that it's like they're kind of like a drug dealer going to the thrift store and buying that item to the person that needs to buy it. Taking off of it eBay. back to the neighborhood where they need to sell it. Yeah, or more. Yeah, I mean that's I I that's capitalism, man. I see nothing wrong with that. No, I don't see it's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying demand. it's like the means at which we meet these two doesn't it's like matter. Drug, it's like a drug dealer. Yes. So. <laughs> I mean, if they need it and he's got it, it's 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 a tale as old as time. It's bartering with they're, they're knickknacks. They're not things of it's oh, like like like, like like one candle holder that used yeah. to be two and they just give so, you one 
or like yeah. <laughs> it's just like for people that need to buy things this shit's going in a horror's oh, house like 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 kind of like a what's it called like kleptomania like when you can't you have to buy shit what's that called shopomania it's called bipolar disorder no borderline personality disorder yes maybe you i you people buy things when they are avoiding their feelings yeah um, and they negative, negative coping, negative coping when you, yeah. when you when you overbuy. Yeah. So okay, I get what you're saying. So all right. So there's a person that has this 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 hole, this void, and they, they're buying things to hoard, and you're the guy selling them that shit yeah. <laughs> at a higher price that you got from yes. the thrift store. I'm going to be that guy. That's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have a truck. But you can't tell me hometown. like that's not like kind of a drug dealer. It is. Dude, okay, listen, <laughs> listen. My my local Wegmans is a drug dealer because I go in there. I, I buy I buy this cheese block every once in a while, and it's just it's like Vermont cheddar with like New York cheddar mixed into it. It's like the best of both worlds. It should be illegal, and they make it. They sh- they shred it up for you. They put it in a little tub and they stick you know ten dollars on it when you can buy both the blocks for obviously you know three to two dollars a piece but you got to buy it pre-shredded man and that cheese and that cheese is so fucking good oh my god yes my wegmans is a drug dealer that gets me high every time yes cheese i do like cheese Amen. no matter the consequences like that's how much i like cheese (laughs) we all got we all got our demons and Listen, I I got the smoking down. I got the hair round down. Cheese, it's it's ride or die, man. Cheese, cheese for life. How long? How long? Um, did you smoke cigarettes for, Sean? I would give a good the good. I gave it the good college try. Um, mm-hmm. like four, maybe four solid years, but on and off for like ten plus years. But I would like I yeah. I I'd, I'd quit for three years and then be like, oh, I'm cool again. Or like I, hmm. you know, I, I go into my my beat poetry persona. I have like a beret and like a, a cigarette. Yes, and I would the clothes. Yes, and I would I would yes, and so I would say for one of the stretches, four mm-hmm. years straight. Did you yeah. ever smoke? A lot. My dad, really? yeah, and plus my dad like smoked smoke. Reds. I remember. I think I remember trying it like. I don't remember the first cigarette I tried. Oh, you don't? No. Great, but, but your dad smoked reds. Yeah. And, and then, What's your earliest memory of cigarettes? Sophomore year. Sophomore I smoked from sophomore year. Not personally, you smoking a cigarette. I mean, what's your first memory of cigarettes? Oh, my father. Like, I even wrote a short story about it because we would go to my... um my grandmother's on my mom's side for like a big dinner where she would make gnocchis and everyone would be stuffed yeah everyone's like all the anxiety of like just you know being together (laughs) being together and then like then i was like fiending for that cigarette even though i wasn't smoking but like my dad you know we'd be in the car on the way home and then i would just you know he'd pop the 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 car lighter, you know, it'd pop out. And then that first, like I would, his first drag was my first drag. It, like, yeah. it smelled like it was the best too. Like, and none of the other smoke that came 
secondhand smoke that came to me like smell any better than the first like the first one every time he did it it was just like like i got like a (laughs) like a little cherry on top you know Um, what i'm saying so one of my earliest memories of cigarettes is on either ocean city boardwalk or wildwood boardwalk my parents were too good for atlantic city (laughs) um one of those boardwalks and you know, my dad, we're outside walking down uh, the boardwalk and, you know, all of us are there. If I hold hands, I'm holding my dad's hand and he has a cigarette in the other hand or I'm holding my mom's hand and my dad's next to me in front of me. Because, you know, you, when your father smokes, he's always uh, upwind of you for some reason. They're, yeah. always, they're always upwind. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I remember the cigarette in his hand burning in the trail of smoke and me just loving the smell of cigarettes. Just the burning, just, you know, not, not the inhaling, but just the smell of it burning off of his cigarette. And I don't know when that was, like we already mentioned, like, you know, a fragmented memory. I don't know when that was or where, but um, I definitely remember like trying to get close to it, to sniff it. And I have another fragmented memory where I was, I got so close, it burned me. And then I, then I learned that those are hot and you can't, you can't put them Mm -hmm. on your face. (laughs) So it's, it's crazy how we both, and my dad smoked reds. So that's that's another little checkbox, you know, uh, it's, it's amazing how these memories seriously like stick with you. Yeah. And I mean, I smoked camels for a while and yeah, that was my that was my go to cigarette. Or you know, Camel Joe, man, they got me. They got me young. And, uh, well, no, yes and no. I think Marble Reds probably got you young, and then Camel was just right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think the I think the Reds, you know, I think well, they uh, changed up your DNA a again, little bit. Dude. You're like, hey, you're gonna like this. Yes, you're gonna you're gonna love this. But I, you know the child in me because i was so young was like oh the camel box is so much cooler looking it had like the turkish mm-hmm. um you know temple and palace in the background and the luxurious looking exotic mm-hmm. camel it was it was cool you know, they, you know and we are old enough to barely remember the commercials yeah, yeah. and i remember uh, no, the camel was cool i remember them very fond fondly um in in magazines um they were yeah. all over magazines joe camel's all over playboy you know mm-hmm. he was he was always looking cool smoking here at playboy and I those magazines with you, you kept more. around but well, you know sorry <laughs> we didn't like was... each other you gotta remember that um, you know, we, we, there was a hate but there was a hate between us and then, <laughs> you're like you're like am i memorizing this correct no i'm just i'm just saying this because i wanted <laughs> You you just talked about having porn magazines as a child, and I'm just like, I should have hung out with you more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, remember, I had an older brother who had delinquent friends, so they were there, ne- and nothing was ever mine. It was always something I found. Shared and sticky. Shared and sticky. I mean, when we got those magazines, again, yeah. this is part of that fragmented memory. It was before we knew what to even do with it. It was just like, it was such a curiosity, such a novelty, such like a, like looking at aliens. Like why, why do people find, like, why is this in a magazine? Like why, what is it about this that, that 
Like it was, you know, the the concept of of a naked woman posing was like, okay, they're just is it like, like this is before you even thought of like photography as an art form or anything. Yeah, it, it's just it's it's, and I wonder the effect that that had on me later down the line when I started to become attracted towards women, like mm-hmm. that warped perspective that their bodies are something to be desired and sought after that we put them in magazines and how that fucking how that had, has twisted twisted my perverted mind over the years show me those ankles you know it's it's you know like like the cigarette it was like my my father my father likes this so i must like it or i mm-hmm. seek after it and then you know the magazines full of naked pictures of women it's like wow these are things that are sought after so i must sought after them myself you know yeah i can i can only get off to women that uh are airbrushed because of that right especially with like alex gray imagery (laughs) on them i'm like yo sacred temple sacred chapel of mirrors man well what's it called um you'll probably remember this but like i didn't have access to playboy magazines there was like one kid that had one i saw like a little bit of stuff but Really, my first like seeing pictures of a naked woman or women was there's um there was an auto body shop like right on Main Street, and they always had the garage door open, and on the side was just pinned up pictures of naked women, and I would just that was stare. the one the one on the uh, yep. going towards Skin Hill right before uh, yeah. like where it's where the bridge is the bridge for Thomas and Park. Yep. Yeah. Yes, I remember that. I we always used to walk by and, and like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that, I didn't, and then, then the internet came around, and, and we not found bestiality. No, they had they oh, had didn't? the library, and <laughs> I remember me and a few kids like sneaking it. Like we got the password, and we would just like look at porn. White House. I would even print it out. I would print porn out at the local what? library and I didn't even know how to masturbate yet. My first story of like, of attempting to masturbate, but not knowing what it was. And like, I, I felt Again, funny which is crazy, there. which is crazy. No, right? I know. Yeah. No, but like, I didn't know, like I was a little bit older than the kids around me. So like, we didn't get taught that yet. That was like the next year. And I was out in pub- like I was in public, but like out in nature <laughs> by the it's by the lake right? by the library. <laughs> yeah, and like I had a I had a boner and I didn't know what to do with it, but it felt real good. So like I had this like um, idea that I'm going to lay on the ground, boner down, and, <laughs> and I pull my pants down all the way, and I just peed. And I'm like, this feels good. Could you imagine but, like walking through the woods and, and seeing that? And like, oh, oh, I'm got. I gotta go now. Yep. Oh, oh, my, my I don't think I did. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, it would be like, no, like you wouldn't get fourth grader, some fourth grader with his pants. The guy down. walking I, his dog. <laughs> I could have got away with it and just said I had to pee. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't. I don't know. I think Here's I a therapy. I think I. I. I just humped a pillow without knowing the without without knowing the mechanism of why humping was called humping or what humping actually mm-hmm. was. And 
you know, it was like a happy little accident. You know, where's where, where's that? Where's that shirt? Where's the, uh, where's the, the Bob Ross <laughs> my, my Bob Ross. <laughs> the smile makes it. <laughs> he looks at me. In the, That's like why he, he's smiling. His eye contact stares right into oh. my soul. Yeah, I and that was like fourth grade, maybe fifth, and then like I think fifth right. grade's when we learned about what. Again, can we talk about that real quick? Because I. I think sex ed fucked with me yeah. for a long time uh, along the lines of like, remember every man the woman sleeps with a part of that man is with her forever. And they, that was taught as like, yes. Mm-hmm. So if you sleep with a girl who's had five partners, you are sleeping with all those other partners too. That's how it was taught to me. So it's okay for the guy to, to sleep with partners, but the woman, it stays with her. And you have to remind you have to remind yourself that. And how fucked up that is. I know, like it's you know, we're not back in the sixteen hundreds where there, you know, aren't showers or anything. Like it's not it's a bad thing. But even that I understand what you're saying, but like it's it's in it's inside of her forever. Like, uh <laughs> wow, that 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 really sets uh a different standard for men and women. Uh, they just need to like their... tell the truth. <laughs> I don't. I, mean, I don't know. Again, these were teachers. The people who had to teach these 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 classes were teachers that had a different a different subject that was their that was their mm-hmm. their subject. It was always like health teachers or like photo teachers, or gym art teacher. teachers, gym teachers that had to teach us the most uncomfortable topic for white christians to discuss because they've been beaten down for so many years and they've over sexualized so much normalcy that it's like yeah they 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 feel they feel awkward and weird telling kids and they're just like you know what just avoid the whole goddamn thing don't do anything do drugs do drugs and it's 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 just I, i don't know how it's taught today and i i i wish it was just it was an easier and more natural conversation to have because it's like, Hey, this is humans. This is our bodies. Mm -hmm. This is what happens when it's consensual and, and beautiful and organic and don't force it on anybody. Very short lesson. Very easy. You have questions, answer the questions instead of uh, fear using fear tactics to, dissuade people from exploring themselves and who and how they feel on the inside you yeah know, I, I i just read an article and this this might this might divide this might divide the cast but it was um you know what i'm gonna skip that i'm, I'm well, not even gonna go into it because it's gonna get into politics i don't i don't i don't i don't care for politics right now <clears throat> but uh again so like even my memory of sex ed I feel like is because I feel like when 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 the I remember I forget who the teacher was, but she was obviously uncomfortable talking to us, talking to us kids. And I think it was maybe seventh grade. That's not about right. Mm-hmm. Like seventh, maybe 13, 14. I don't know. But we I I I who I believe in very empathetic. I picked up on 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 the energy that she was giving, how uncomfortable she was, and I think like it, it made me feel uncomfortable about sex, 
for for a while there. It just it was something that I didn't necessarily pursue, especially until I was a little bit. I I I, don't, I didn't lose my you know again without I didn't lose my virginity until a, a little a little while later. I think I was you know what would you snark at as a as a late bloomer. I think I was like 16, maybe 17. I, I don't know, but it, it was, it was always a weird, there was, it was always like a, like, like, like forbidden, like it should, it should not be done or it's wrong to do it. And like, that's, that's the emotion I remember from, from those exchanges. Yeah. Just I don't, dark. I don't really remember the sex talk. I feel like I remember the teacher because miss horton for me like i know that name teach. yeah yeah i know that name i just keep on thinking of the gym teacher that taught puberty in like fourth fourth or fifth grade and i was like well the puberty one was different from the sex ed one yeah i don't remember the sex ed one i was i was generally scared yeah, they did. They had like kind of a fear mongering, like, yeah, like right? especially with the STDs and like, yes, yes. The- especially with chlamydia, which is like one of the most common STDs, like, you know, herpes. Yes, yes. Like they they're all pretty common. People have sex, but like <laughs> he was like, you're going to if you get chlamydia, you're going to um, I don't know. There, she was saying it's gonna like, the drip virus, out your penis. <laughs> no, like it does. Like it basically makes cobwebs in your in your your stuff. So like it's gonna make you impot not impot like sell. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna block up the passageways. Yes, and like gone, I'm like if, I'm screwed. If, I don't if know. untreated and ignored, possibly yes. But by demonizing it and like making it like taboo almost even mm-hmm. makes you less likely to seek help or to find the right information out the correct way. Then we, then we end up doing it online. You know, we end up like yeah. looking through porn sites or other avenues and or movie scenes to try and learn, you know? That's where I got all my information. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it also leaves up, it also <laughs> leaves a lot of room for predators you know what i mean yeah. if you're scared about something something like that or not sure about it you're not getting the right information someone could use that to manipulate you and be of like course. well this is how it's supposed to be you know and, and then you get creepers people creeper. people seek out i mean we subconsciously seek you know it, it's like when you're looking for like a partner you subconsciously seek out the person that reminds you of you know of you you can see where you can take advantage. You can see where you can take a hold and not necessarily to be evil, but we're susceptible to that as humans, you know? And mm-hmm. yeah, I, it's, it's so, it's such a, it's such a crazy world that we've fucking made for ourselves. It really is. I didn't, I lost my virginity at 15, but it was kind of rushed yeah yeah um and i don't think i had um sex again until i was 18 or yeah close i was 18 or closer to 19 when i had sex again but the first experience was pretty horrible (laughs) you know and it's a shame because I, (laughs) i i do think so sex is 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 unique for for men i feel like women too but i can only speak from the men point of view or the the male sex point of view uh, the the insertion point of view, I guess. 
And, you know, and now that I'm older, I kind of wish I did wait a little bit because yeah. I fell in love with that person and convinced myself <laughs> that that this this was going to be it. And I guess that can happen with anybody at, at any age, but you add sex to that and it's such a such a bonding, you know, act for a lot of us. And it it just it it seemed it seemed to like pave the road that that well, you know, yeah. we enjoy this, so everything else must be enjoyed too, correct? And that wasn't the case, especially when you're a kid, you don't know how to, how to communicate. <clears throat> And you have all these hormones and all these feelings that you just don't know how to, how to explain. It's just going to be, it's, it, it turned into shouting mounts. Usually you were just shouting mm-hmm. at each other and it, the, the relationship ended at that time very horribly. And that followed me for a long time. I mean, since then I, I've been able to, to reconnect with, with, with most people in my past and, and, you know, give, you know, apologize and ex- explain, you know, Hey, I was young and dumb, but I guess Man. if I could go, I mean, I don't regret it, but if I could go back, mm-hmm. I, I'd probably wait a little bit longer, you know, and not feel pressured by the other dumbass boys, you know, you haven't had sex yet. You know, when that kid probably didn't have sex yet either. So it, it, it was, it was weird. There was, there was at that time still a cultural push to do it at, sure. at, a, at a young age. Sean, he still hasn't had sex yet. I know he hasn't. He's, I can he's see still his face. <laughs> I still want to punch it, but I understand he's struggling and it's okay because he still, he hasn't had sex yet either. But you know, <laughs> that, 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 you know, boys will be boys. Huh? But the, you know, yeah. that, that was one of the things was like, we all like, we thought it was cool to have sex at 13. And like, oh, yo, he had sex when he was 13. He's awesome. No, he was probably raped by an older person, and that's not awesome, you know. But we didn't know it back then as that, you know. We just saw it as cool, you know, as a as a as a you know notch on your fucking sleeve or whatever. And yeah, it's part it, it's yeah. part of becoming a man. I guess it's I, I, <laughs> you know I what do, I mean. It's I do I do stupid. also think that it that is maybe that is part of growing up is to go through all these horrible experiences maybe i don't know like like, has sex been traumatic for me yes i've had moments where it's been extremely traumatic especially i even have ones that aren't that that old that are a couple of years old where as a male you're unable to perform to an expectation and Mm -hmm. that can be soul crushing and turn into a fight that lasts for a month almost and I, 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 I have, you know, I it's still having that memory and feeling that panic. That's traumatic. That's trauma. Yeah. Even though like with that person, we have, we have since then made up and become, you know, strong, even better friends, but I still get that panic when I, when I, when I think of that night, you know, when I go, when I go back to that, to, to that, to that room, you know, it's, it's, it's nuts. So, you know, but is, is that part of growing up to go through these moments to learn, or is there another way? Because can you really learn something without going through it and experiencing it firsthand? Can it, or is that, am I just victim blaming? Let the trauma happen. 
what is it? I well, I think it's like a mixed bag. Like you know, it's, it's something where like if you go through it and learn from it, but like also if you get someone else's experience, like you know what I mean, without having to go through it. I don't think you well, necessarily yeah. have to go through all the trauma, but initially that's what happens when you go through it. You you know, that's when I, I don't know. No, <laughs> making any sense no, like you are because i i guess i guess going to the rooms and and especially during speaker meetings and i've heard stories that are well out of my range of things like i'm able to do people mm-hmm. have lost a lot more stuff than i ever owned my entire life and crazier things have happened it doesn't mean i can't i can't reflect on that story and then learn from it i mean i know i'm not going to take a whole bunch of meth climb into a zoo and try and let the tigers free while also stealing peacocks i know i'm not going to do that and i i i understand that's that's probably a crazy idea to try and set peacocks free because the lions sold you to or the tigers whatever so you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna, I'm not gonna break into a a uh, a, a whale tank and try and make love to a, a, a killer whale either in the middle of the night, you know, I'd, again, usually again, daytime activity. I mean, you're safer in the daytime, I would think. Um, but these things have happened and I think we can learn from all these events. So maybe there is a middle ground, you know, where you can learn about sexual abuse and the right and wrong way to do it without having to experience it yourself firsthand. Yes. I mean, again, I, I'm not, I'm no longer in a position where I'm ever going to have to maybe ever explain sexual abuse to anybody. So, you know, you take that conversation, you, you throw it away. Like, I'm not going to have to use this. In, it's like algebra two. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to build rockets or anything. You take it, you throw it out. I'm not going to have that that conversation about sexual healing and growth with anybody maybe i don't know maybe my dog podcast now yes yes (laughs) i mean true 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 and i just wanted to say that i think you need a little bit more than algebra two to fly rockets i'm just putting that out there what and a little bit a little bit more a little bit more prove it to me i read rocket boys i read it twice (laughs) (laughs) it's all algebra No, like, I, I, I don't know. I kind of agree with you, but, like, with the whole trauma thing, like, you know, I'm, I guess I'm going through it. Not, like, I'm not being traumatized now, but, like, I'm in the healing process, but, like, uh, you know, I don't want to talk. <laughs> but, 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 you know, but going through the trauma and it, and like, sorry, but finding those, like, so back to what I said earlier, those, those repressed emotions, those repressed feelings. It's like, so I can even look back on, on those sex ed classes and yeah. there's even the dare program classes. And there's stuff that scared me that I, I, that I, that I, I pushed away. Like, it, you know, and there are still things to this day that I cannot look at. Like those, they have those, uh, those books of like, venereal diseases and stuff and like you know and, yeah uh, and like infections on skin and stuff and that always makes me wheezy where i can pass out especially if i think it's happening to me so go back to the sex the, the stds 
that teacher and those videos left such an impression on me that when I think of, of, of drippage or crustaceans or <laughs> open sores, and if I have even the slightest hint that that is happening to me, I will pass the fuck out. It, and it's, <clears throat> I don't think I've ever experienced them. I may be herpes here and there, but like, I'll have experienced anything else. So it's like, does that reaction come from the trauma from that class? Does that make sense? I, I don't know. Cause I think some of it's like propaganda. Yeah. It's happening, but like, of course it's propaganda. Yes. No, I mean, like look, people look, are suffering. If people like put pictures up of like a runny nose and we're like, look, look at this person. He's got a sinus infection. He was he didn't, you know what I mean? It's like True. the same thing, but like, I do web I know, myself more... way too much. <laughs> I, th- I, There's... sorry, continue. No, go ahead. I don't I, know. I keep convincing myself I have diabetes. Um, I guess I can hear me out. Hear me <laughs> out. I get, I get these. I get these rashes on my body in like the same area genuinely. And it's like a, you know, it's, it, it, you get itchy. So you scratch and sometimes you break the skin and you can see on my body where these itchy spots are sometimes when, when, when the itchiness gets, gets too much. Mm-hmm. And I read that like one of the symptoms of pre-diabetes is like, you know, rashes after you eat a whole bunch of sugar like that. And, you know, I, I, I had a, I had a straight panic attack for a couple of days thinking like, oh my God, I'm in the pre-diabetes stage. Uh, and, and I, I, I radically shifted my diet completely to like, you know, raw foods and lean meats, uh, no carbs, no, no, no out of my way carbs. Mm-hmm. And I also kept reading that. Uh, certain conditioners and, and fabric cleaners are can 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 make you itchy and it's a, an allergic reaction any allergic reaction can happen in the same spot over and over again uh with rashes like that and then i changed my um my 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 washing liquid my detergent and they mm-hmm. went away so was it the sugar yeah. or the yeah. detergent <laughs> I'm having the or same nerves. problem now, but like, it's probably the sugar for me, but like, I, um, someone like donated wash detergent to me. So I'm like, I think it's making me break out, but I'm like, I no, yeah, no, it. that, that can totally happen. If you switch products, um, yeah. not to, not to like, you know, brand loyalty, but you are, you, your body gets used to certain chemicals and dyes and perfumes. Mm-hmm. And when that shifts, yeah, it's like given a dog like you know and you, you you know if a dog eats one particular food most of their life and you give it a different food you know i don't it's know really if that's funny right to watch yeah i don't know if that's the right the analogy door. but it is a great one because it's really funny watching my dog run to the door and then like i'm like what's wrong what's wrong and then like I, he goes into the bush that he normally goes and all i hear is that's a good boy for no no that's a you know that that kind of pressure is gonna happen good for him a lot of pressure <laughs> a lot of pressure ah it so, happened i gave him a thanksgiving dinner and like i'm i guess the turkey didn't agree with them. 
our dog. So I had another thing I read, like feeding table scraps to dogs. You're not supposed to do it. And it, my re like, like, wait, so you're telling me human dogs have, have evolved next to humans for so many years of humans throwing them leftovers, table scraps, basically. Mm-hmm. And the dog becoming loyal to the human and then bonding with the human. But now today, all of a sudden, like, you know, I, I, I'll put a couple articles and I'll, I'll link them up where it's like feeding table scraps to your dog is doing your dog harm, not only like digestively, but, you know, mentally. And I want to know, like, where where that idea and, and philosophy come we're, from? I'm probably going to get hate mail, but the person that said that probably is like one of the miserable people that don't let anyone have fun. And your grass outside your house must be 3.25 inches and well I'm calling the township. And well town. And you take that broken branch off the street corner and you take it to the dump. This is, a little off to- this is a little off topic. We're going to bring it right back. But I just watched a video. There's there's um a company that will bring a bunch of goats to your backyard and eat all the stuff up that you don't want. Like if you have an overgrown yard or something, this guy will come over with like 15 goats to like hang out for three days and eat like everything. What about the goat poop? It's good. Oh, and it like apparently what it does is when pits. it goes through when it goes through like it um it kills the seed like the seed's not able to germinate so listen i just thought it was a cool idea a great you know? fucking idea i i kind of if, if they're hiring in my area i kind of want to i'll i'll go get the goat poop like i'll clean up the yard yeah. if i can just hang out with the goats eating shit all day <laughs> that sounds like a dream job that i never knew i wanted i like that that's a good idea. You know what? Remember the movie Wild Wild West with Will Smith? Wicked Wicked Wild. Kevin Klein. There's a scene there where they they get to DC in the beginning, mm-hmm. and the White House is like being built. Uh, it, it was probably already built since it was 1960 something, <clears throat> 1860 something. <laughs> but there were I remember there were sheep in the White House front lawn and. That's how they kept the grass short back oh, in the day cool. by having sheep. And I think I read that somewhere else too, that giant estates within mm-hmm. within house sheep sheep sheeps um to to keep grass short. So yeah. it's not now the white yeah. Now the White House has a has a bunch of sheep doing all the other okay, this is a bad <laughs> Just, I mean it was a are, good yeah, yeah. sheep for a dollar. <laughs> Because I'm a sheep for a dollar, dude. I mean, mm-hmm. there's not many things I wouldn't do for a dollar, especially right now. I'm thinking about it. Right um, five to twenty for me. Well, yeah, I mean, so with inflation, of course, um, yeah, that dollar is more than one dollar. It's, I think, you know, let me get my calculator out. It'd be um, second. It'd be a month's worth of rent. <laughs> it'd, be, no, it'd be it'd be about twenty three point four five. Um, so yeah, that makes sense to me. I'll take twenty five or twenty four dollars for mm-hmm. a single task an hour. You know, you want to talk about fucking, you know, robbery? How how little the workers in this country are getting paid 
for their just amount of work. Labor Day. Happy Labor Day. We all getting paid. I'm I'm not getting paid. I read an email, a work email today. So I'm going to ask for the overtime for that. No, seriously. They have they have a work email sent to me every day at four twenty or something like that in the morning. <laughs> four twenty. Oh, <laughs> but they've been doing it for months, and like, I'm just going like because I I have like a, um, like, yeah, they're gonna pay me for every day they send me an email because well, I'm reading let's, it. Let's be honest though, <laughs> like if I'm off the clock and I'm not getting paid why should any of the rest of my day have to be consumed by anything work related answering texts phone calls voicemails emails paperwork especially if you're getting paid as little as as i am what's the incentive there that's yeah how come how come companies can steal your time away by by you taking work home but if you're at work and you steal money for be on the clock while you take a shit or while you're on lunch or whatever that's time theft and Mm -hmm. they can they can prosecute you like it's where's the fairness in any of this it's all kind of petty on both sides and i feel like it doesn't it shouldn't matter like if the job was good enough no one would care about reading an email on their time unless of course not you know what i mean um unless it's like real like a real harsh boundary thing where this well here let me really give you let me give you a quick story time, but like, of when yeah. when that boundary was broken and what it did to me mm-hmm. so when i was working at the ski mountain uh the one that shall not be named but you can find it on the episode right here um or <laughs> sorry in the description if you're not watching this um so I was, I was at, I was at work, uh, went through a shift. Um, the manager went home early and the owner stayed back and, you know, he would usually always stay back and get drunk every night. Uh, so I, I, I was, I was the, you know, the last closing manager there, except for yeah. the owner. And I figured he'd be the one locking the doors and turning the lights off and everything. Cause I left him. So I, I clean up, put everything away you know, say bye to them. And I, I drive home. It's a 40 minute drive home. And it's about, I'm so I'm home at this point. So it's been about 40, maybe an hour later when I get a, a phone call. It's from my, my, my boss, my manager saying, Hey man, did you, did you leave the, the kettle plugged in? Did you forget to, you know, turn the the lights off outside and i'm like well first off the kettle's an electric kettle like it has to be on or engaged to to be to be on and no it that that wasn't the case because i I remember i turned it off Mm -hmm. and the lights on outside i figured the the owner would do it because he was there when i left so i explained myself and he's like well the owner's kind of pissed right now. He's, he's, he's looking around the whole place for more things that you missed. And I'm like, great. I'll deal with it. I'll deal with it tomorrow. I put the phone down. He calls me again and I don't pick up. 
He calls me back like five minutes later. Then he starts texting me. He goes, hey, man, he found this, 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 and this. And I'm like, at this point, it's like, it's like 11 something. And I'm trying to go to bed and I can't because I'm thinking about how pissed my, the owner is and how he's given a hard time to my boss. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? Why am I getting ber- berated right now? when I'm home and why, why is that guilt and shame being put on me? So I text my boss and I'm like, Hey man, heads up after I leave, don't call me. Don't call me. Don't text me because this is that, that was so fucked up and it stuck with me, obviously still to this day that, that employers and bosses will do that to their employees. Now the owner was drunk. He was drunk when I left him which is Mm -hmm. why I left him early. And so everything he saw was going to piss him off. And he was saying, he has to go push that anger on everyone around him. And it's, it just, it's like a domino. It just, it just went all the way down to me. One of the lowest paid people there to get the brunt of the shit. And I was livid for a couple of days. I, I even told the head chef, I told him the exact same story. I'm like, how, how, how can you attack somebody when there are two towns over, they just left and they had nothing to do with any of this. Like it, he took that tea kettle that he thought was turned on and he threw it out. It was a tea kettle that I used to make special drinks behind the bar. It wasn't his, it was brought in for us to use behind the bar. And he threw it out and it's like, wow, you are an angry, evil fucking person. Well, you said he was drinking and stuff and you know, people in active addiction are basically children. Yes. <laughs> and it seems like he, you know, it seems like he, he was like triangulating you for well, supply. As an update, <laughs> as an update for that mountain, um, most of the original staff that I worked with that helped open up that restaurant are no longer <laughs> there. Uh, that said boss is no longer there and it's just that miserable old guy with his miserable old friends running that miserable old ski mountain into the ground (sighs) it's a shame anyway so sorry thanks for letting me thanks thanks for letting me share (laughs) welcome (laughs) (laughs) so man memory memory and how our body and how our mind keeps keeps these these thoughts it's like not only is it like a so for that one i have i have the memories in movie form where i can i can picture what i was doing the lights and everything and i you know other memories from older ago I, it's in picture form or like mm-hmm. you know flashes of memory form and our body our mind, you know, it, it keeps what it thinks is important and, and, and get, gets rid of the, get, gets rid of the, of the rest. Like, um, September 10th, Monday, September 10th, 2001, you have no idea what happened that day. Neither do I. No. no. <laughs> For those who can't see Chris is making a face like he, he does know what he's afraid to say. <laughs> no, I don't remember. I'm just like, I know the facts. Like I was in seventh grade. Yeah. 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 Something. We, we know, we know 
we know it was probably M- was Mr. Like. Pegasus class, but like that's just through information of knowing about Mr. Pega. He yeah. liked Weasel. He, he was annoying. I am um, actually uh, like my best friend at the time. Um, he uh, lived behind him, and I would always hear him fighting with his wife. And oh, stuff. really? Yeah, he knew I played bass too, and he would yeah. be like, "Isn't it easier than guitar?" Because it ah. and like he's also one of those people that kind of had like an eye on me. Like I don't know, like not out to get me, but like you know, I was misbehaving. But you know, I he was also get- one of those people that could have brought attention to the authorities about how i acted you yeah know? no like it, maybe he could have been the one and only teacher that called dyfus but no thanks mr peg i hope everything's going great for you buddy i love you thank you you made me <laughs> a better bass player than ever uh, no but seriously <laughs> and also i play guitar now so fuck you <laughs> if, if you want to talk about teachers who seriously didn't see the signs slapping them in the face and again i i I don't know i'm not a teacher but i had i've had plenty of those teachers just drop the ball or it's like okay he's acting out out of frustration because he doesn't get it not because he doesn't want to learn and is against the teacher and the teacher's taking it personally like especially what was her name the art teacher from shawnee that I had three years in a row. That, that yeah, I don't remember because I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was with the other, the other, the other teacher. one other teacher. Yeah, you probably were. No, do you remember though? Like, I don't remember her name. We don't have to bring up her name, but like she had blonde hair. Yeah, I remember. Who, was, I remember. I remember her. I don't, I don't remember, remember her name. No. I just remember that classroom, and it, it was kind I of a cool th- old classroom. I liked it. You know, it had the had the the. Uh, the kiln in the back. Mm-hmm. I, always, I always appreciated the kiln. She didn't teach art. Like no. I went to the no. art. They didn't teach art. They 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 taught. They just graded art, it. They taught an art curriculum of <laughs> theories and concepts that you learn over time and years of experimenting, not verbatim. This is what art is, and this is the only way you can produce it. Mm-hmm. And I, I clashed that art teacher a lot because of that theory. It's like, yes, there's a curriculum that you, that the state mandates that you have to teach, but the yeah. state doesn't do art. Those people making the laws don't care about art and how art is made. So I, I, I think it's kind of crazy that that sets the, the rules of how it's supposed to be taught and understood when it's, it's completely subjective and and it, it it ruined art for me it really did yeah how art how art was taught in high school ruined like photography is something that you teach with with the with with the different uh lessons and styles of, of how of mm-hmm. how it's built you know i feel like art especially if it's painting drawing sculpting should be hey do it do what you want and we can talk about how it can relate not draw me a still life and include five to seven tones. Like, yeah. That's not art. That's, that's me being a common printer. I'm a printer. I'm a printer. Yeah. You know? I, Fucking ruined it for me. I also think there was a problem with like just teachers not being able to connect with 
some students. Of course. Yep. Really, that's all I wanted. I just needed that one teacher to to connect with, and it just never really happened. I think I think the closest... <laughs> I'm still looking for that teacher. <laughs> yeah, you never know. You may find it. No, but ser- no. Um, I think the closest I came to to that too was the photography teacher, and yeah. it never, it never, there was never anyone else who came close to asking asking a sincere question how are you you know what's going on or anything or just seeing the fucking red flags because when i look Mm -hmm. back on it now it's it's pretty fucking obvious but again when you have over 50 students in each class how can you pay attention so I, there wasn't 50 students i just 20, think though. they 20 that's it's a lot of people it was a lot of people but like they catered to the kids where the parents had money and went to the school and shit like that or <laughs> like, were in sports yes they definitely catered to kids who yeah were in, especially in high school um, high school I, I was for me was kind of like a lost cause i was already like same no same dude. yeah i graduated i can tell you the number that i graduated at it was like one and i was like it was, it was 332 at a 338 that was yeah. the number i graduated at i, I just got by. yeah i a, just got by <laughs> and then like people would make fun of it but like i had What's it called? I had learning disabilities. Like I'm severely yeah. dyslexic, and like I just again, we um, I feel like you and me both fell through the cracks of an outdated system, and, and then we got outdated. bullied by the smarter kids. I fucking hate Andersons. <laughs> He's one of the people uh, that made fun of me for him being. I'll, I'll yeah, I don't give a fuck. I I hated <laughs> him. He was like a little shit bully that would push my buttons to have me bully well, him i used to i used to pick on him so our Thank friend you. Group used to and i don't even give a shit that he no oh man well uh, so Just... he he has come uh <laughs> successful um and and good for him but mm-hmm. again people who pick and bully and snicker and remark at people especially someone like him who uh i i i can picture uses more of like his his wit to bully unless there's that healing path in their life somewhere it just progressively gets more and more miserable so without talking to him he could be very miserable and alone right now so think or think of that that. he could be happy because he did the work and you know what that's all we can do i hope that's what happened yeah and that's all we can seriously sit here and do is you know man i hope he's all his idol yeah i hope you're doing good because he was a big uh, Harry Potter fan, but mm-hmm. I don't th- think he agrees with uh, J.K. Rowling I mean, too much anymore. Not to go back into him, but he started like <laughs> podcasting. You know, he was like one yeah. of the first ones. He was, he was one of the first big ones back in like 2007 when I was like, I don't know what any of this is. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, I still have radio. He picked on all the stupid kids <laughs> on his podcast. Well. Yeah. Again, I I was no angel. I I would especially if they were younger in the younger grades and like reminded reminded me of myself. 
I was mm-hmm. kind of mean to those kids. And especially in my last year, I was mean to younger jocks and yeah. like younger, like into sports, the loud sports kids. Cause I was in one science class, two grades below because I, I had skipped taking science for a year and I needed one more mm-hmm. science credit. So it was like science that like sophomores were in, but I was a senior and I was just a fucking terrorist to a lot of those kids, you know, it's, that's probably why too. <laughs> that's probably why i tried to be your friend so you wouldn't hurt my, my feelings <laughs> no what was it i don't remember what it was like it was in fourth or fifth, fifth grade and um what's it called i remember actually catching andrew sims out in the playground like tackling him to the ground and putting my hand around his fucking throat and that's when he was never nice to me again <laughs> but yeah he started it <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's i i remember a kid who i he was in my he was in one of my art classes and i i he must have said something or i said something but the antagonizing started and we were both at each other for a while and i remember following him this was in high school following him out to the courtyard and like, try, I was trying to be fucking a cool, cool, tough guy, you know, through the book, the book bag down. We started walking in circles. I walked up, I slapped him in the mm-hmm. face, like a bitch slap, like, oh, see, you can let that happen to you. And like, I feel bad because the look in his face was like, I had smacked his soul. And looking back on it, I, I feel horrible about the whole ordeal, even though it was fucking in high school. And I hope, I hope that kid's in a good place. You know, I forgot his name, but I remember the face he made after I smacked him across the face. And it's shit like that that I'm, I'm, I still have a little shame and regret for. But that's why I'm here. I'm here walking through it, talking about it. Yeah. I I apologize to the the universe. And there's other kids out there that you know, someday I'll, I'll be able to remember those memories too. You know, kids are, kids are fucking nuts. They're a little sociopaths. No, they are. Until they learn. You Can I, here, here's, here's one more anecdote before I, uh, before I kick you out of here. Do you remember Radio Joe? I literally saw him a week ago. Yeah. He's still doing his thing. I saw him, uh, Mm -hmm. I saw him by like 70 and church road like on a little island in between the fast moving cars and it's like i don't yeah. know if you should be out here man <laughs> but uh so when i was so back in the 90s uh, it was me and my, and my two brothers uh before my fourth brother was born and we're walking to townlesson park uh, down by the library and there used to be like bike jumps back there where the kids would ride their bmx bikes and mm-hmm. uh, i guess one day radio joe walked up to them uh, radio joe is that is that typical person in your hometown that, you know, walks up and down the streets every day, uh, you know, definitely has some mental illness going on or mental um, stuff going on and is, is, is just one of those town people. So for anyone who doesn't know who Radio Joe is. Can I just interject? Yes. And say he walks around town with a huge boombox on his on his arm like that's what yes. it is well, today like, that's why i call him radio joe to, yes so yes so he had a big boom box he'd walk around with and like those neon colors from the 90s 
windbreaker jacket, uh, you know, bleach blonde hair. He was definitely like a character out of like the nineties, like whatever. Uh, today he still walks around with the radio, but it's like a small, <laughs> like, it's, it's like a small little, like uh, disc radio. Like Bluetooth radio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, so he still does it. He still walks around with, with, with it, but it's no longer the big giant one that he used to have. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we're walking through the park and the kids at the BMX jump, BMX jumps, see radio Joe walk up to them and they start picking on him, And one thing leads to another and one of the kids grabs him and and like starts swinging him around and throws mm. him they pick up his boom box and they smash it on the ground and me and my brothers are just watching it happen from a distance and then the, the kids notice that they're being watched and the kids start to like leave and you know they leave and Ray's yeah. like he's like falling behind them he's like you know he's yelling at them and stuff and they're yelling back calling him like an idiot and that traumatized me that watching that watching him be so helpless being thrown around by a bunch of fucking preteen boys like that's bull yeah yeah it sucks yeah i'm sad and he's doing two i'm sad good coping (laughs) skills he's walking listening to music well he never listened to music he just he just had it because I've 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 passed him on the on the streets many a times. Mm-hmm. It's never on, <laughs> never on once batteries. on. <laughs> but yeah, and it sucks. That's you know, it just the whole thing sucks. And kids, kids can be vicious. So you know, I give him a, a like a a nonverbal high every time. It's yeah, nod a little like yeah, little howdy doody. I was day. never mean to to him. No. I may have said some funny things, but to the kids, bag, but... but to the kids that we were mean to, we were kids, and kids yeah. are kids, and this is how we learn and forgive. So maybe you need to forgive Andrew. Let it go. One day. Good for you. I'm guys. working on forgiving for you forgiveness, but we're gonna get there. Okay, I'm gonna have it recorded that day when you're like Andrew. You look, you're gonna look into the camera, Andrew. Sure. <laughs> but not today. Chris, thanks for being out here with me, man. This was a great conversation. Yep. Uh, memories, a fickle little bitch. And these these thoughts weasel their way in there. And I didn't even want to talk about memory today. I just ended up reading that that chapter on trauma and it mm-hmm. just it's got it got me going, man. And I hope to someday, you know, find those missing thought links and see if these memories are based in reality or based in fear, or a mixture of both. So we can, you know, I would like you to be on this journey with me to experience it, grow, and heal. Thank you for coming out here. Please email me at afthepodcast at gmail.com. Thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, show ideas. Eh? Don't don't email me. Don't email me if you don't have anything. (laughs) I only want stuff. So only email me if you're going to give me things. So that's it. And money. Um, I will also take money. Um, uh, I prefer debit cards, but hey, whichever way you want to do it. Uh, No Bitcoin, please. (laughs) Guys, thank you. Chris, thank you. Uh, You're going to stay after the show. We'll have a little chat. And everyone else, 
drive safe, stop speeding, stop at crosswalks, let humans cross the street. Especially Radio Joe. Yes. Let Shout Radio Joe Medford. cross the street, slow down. They're walking at a snail's pace, I know, but you're going to be where you have you're going to get where you're you're getting faster than than they are. So let them go. Who ca- who cares? Let them go. Cross the street. Be safe. Stop at stop signs. Don't drink and drive. Love you. Good night.